Welcome to the Space for Magic podcast, where people who are led by their hearts come to learn the secrets to receiving all the gifts the universe has for us. I'm your host, Patty Lennon. I'm an ex-type A corporate banker turned intuitive coach. Using a blend of common sense, brain science, and just a dash of magic, I am here to help you create abundance in every area of your life and business. Welcome. Welcome to this episode of the Space for Magic podcast. I'm your host, Patty Lennon. And today I want to share with you a couple of stories that have happened to me in the last couple of weeks. And the connective tissue really is just maybe the moral of each story, bringing me a sense of peace, that there's connection in the world, that there's synchronicity in the world. And if I do my job right on this podcast, that you will feel a bit of hope for what's possible in the divine using each and every one of us to heal another. And in the receiving school last week, it was really interesting because two people came forward and asked questions that that really required a lot of courage, a lot of courage. They really put themselves out there in a very vulnerable way. And what had happened by the end of the call was that so many other people shared with those two how much they had helped them, that they either didn't have the courage to ask that question, they didn't even know the question was in their heart, or just witnessing their courage gave another person the courage to speak their truth. And I had commented during that call something that has always been a foundational piece to me of bringing me peace and solace sometimes when things don't always make sense. And it was that we each come with holes, you know, with pieces missing, with wounds, you know, and we go in search of how to heal those wounds, to fill those holes, to find the pieces that match up to the ones we're missing. And what I believe is true is that we each have those places where we're not complete because there's another person who has the answer for us. And so we are all walking together on this journey and we all hold the answers for each other. And it's stepping forward in our own truth that we then deliver answers to another. And it's in following, it's following inspired action that, you know, the divine can work through us. In times like we're in, it can feel frustrating to see things around us that we wish was different and feel like we have no power to change it. And sometimes we get into situations where we're efforting and efforting to change something on behalf of another. But if we start to understand that the divine will use us when the divine needs to use us, and if the divine is not sending us to help another through inspired action, the divine has another angel lined up for that person, and you can trust that. And so that's what some of these stories are about. So a couple of weeks ago, I felt a push to dismantle frames that had hung in my parents' home. So when my dad passed away and we eventually sold his place, there were framed pictures that I just couldn't toss. I I didn't have any particular attachment to them. But I knew they were meaningful to my parents. And so for that reason, 
I held on to them. So I had a pile of maybe 10 frames, collages, frame pictures that I just intended to dismantle the frames. And if the frames were in good condition, donate them, otherwise toss them. They've been sitting in my closet for almost two years now. No, over two years now (laughs) since my dad passed. And so a couple of weeks ago, I just felt dismantle those frames, dismantle those frames. Now, a piece of it, the reason I thought I was being guided to do that is I've been asking the divine to show me where I can clean up my energy. Like what little releases can I make to help participate in this massive spiritual release that I believe I'm going through? This, this, I feel like there's this layer of spiritual unknowing that's falling off of me. And I'm starting to see things and understand things in a deeper way. And so there's a need to let go of other old ideas, right? And I found that when we let go of objects that no longer match, that it's a comforting and purifying kind of activity to do when you're going through these metamorphosis, metamorphoses, metamorphoses. I'm not sure what the plural of that word is at this moment. I know you listening probably know exactly what word I'm looking for, but you get it. So I felt like that the frames was one of the ways the divine was saying, yeah, do this, like clean this up, right? And so I finally sat down last weekend and started dismantling the frames. Now, there was a benefit to me. I mean, having a pile of frames in my closet is not good juju, right? It's not good energy especially if you're never going to use them, right? It's just clutter. So I was taking this one collage apart that was all black and white. And it was old pictures of my dad's family. And I, I sort of knew who some of the people were, sort of didn't. But you know, I was going to put them away because who knows, maybe one of my kids or my siblings' kids will one day you know, really be interested in the history of their family and want those pictures. And one of the pictures when I took it out, was of two women and a little girl. I have looked at this picture for 20 years. Like I've looked at this collage for 20 plus years. And it's fascinating that you can look at something and not see what's right in front of you, right? And so that's kind of cool. So as I was dismantling these pictures and I was looking more closely, when I turned that particular picture over, I found that it was my Aunt Rita. Now, my Aunt Rita is not my technical aunt. meaning She's not my father's sibling. She's his cousin, but she was so close to us that it was like she was an aunt. And she was standing with my grandmother, who I never met. She passed away before I was born, and my aunt, who I did know. And they were at Playland. And if you've been with me for long enough, (laughs) then you know Playland is a really special place in my heart and in my history. So Playland is an amusement park. If you've ever seen the movie Big, where Tom Hanks' character goes to get the fortune, that was filmed at Playland. And it's a place I grew up going to every year. And my dad, right up until the year he passed, went on the roller coaster with me every year, right? So at ripe old age of 89, the roller coaster, the dragon coaster at Playland is the same age as my dad. And right up until the end, he was doing that. And we would go every summer, his family. And in fact, Aunt Rita and her daughter and her grandchildren had come with us the summer before my dad passed away. So when I pulled out the picture and realized it was taken at Playland, it was my Aunt Rita, I really felt like it was my dad winking at me and like thanking me for honoring the history of his family. And that alone 
was so special to me to feel that connection to him. And so I snapped a shot of the picture and sent it to my Aunt Rita and said, oh my goodness, look at what I just found. I have been looking at this picture, you know, not closely, obviously, my whole adult life. I never realized this was you. Well, a minute later, she messages me back and tells me that she's dumbstruck and that she actually only has one picture of herself from her childhood. And that this picture is actually her with her two favorite people and how much it meant to her. Now, I can tell you that although there wasn't a strong chance, there was a chance that I would have just thrown that frame out with all those pictures. And I know that's horrifying to think about that, but there was so much stuff to go through in my dad's place. And I really didn't have a connection to these people. I didn't think, but everything in my gut had told me not to throw away the pictures, you know? And so there among something that I had looked at every day was someone else's treasure, my aunt Rita's treasure. And I adore my aunt Rita and to be able to do something good for her makes me so happy. And so I don't know why that particular week was the week that the divine just gave me that bigger nudge to undo those. But I am confident that part of it was for Aunt Rita. And I don't know why she needed that particular picture on that particular week. And I'll probably never know, but I'm so happy she has it now. And then as I went on, to dismantle some of the other pictures. One of them was my high school graduation picture that had always hung on my parents' wall. And I have a copy of it. So, you know, again, such a strong chance that I would have tossed it in the garbage. But as I dismantled it, underneath my high school picture was my eighth grade picture. And I have been searching for a month to find a picture of myself in eighth grade So I can show it to my daughter who's in eighth grade and about to move up to high school because people tell us we look alike, but I must've been so, I don't know, awkward at the time. Uh, There just aren't pictures of me at that particular age. And then there hiding behind my high school picture was my eighth grade picture. And so then once again, I was given this gift of something so precious to show my own daughter. And what was so fun when she looked at it, both her and my husband had the same reaction. They said, oh, is that your high school graduation picture? And I said, no, that's my, that's my eighth grade graduation picture because I'm in a cap and gown around here. We do moving up ceremonies for eighth grade in public school, but I had gone to Catholic school and the school is K through eight. So you do have an official graduation with a cap and gown. And I looked at it and she was right. I just looked so much older than she looks not aged per se, but just different. You know, I did look like I had a bit more command on the world, I would say. And in that moment, I got another gift, which was the realization that one of my most important goals as a mother had been met. As my children have grown up in the time that we're in, I have prayed so many times for how to keep them children to let them experience childhood, that they not have to grow up faster than they have to. And the thing is, I know the truth about my own life. I know I was born an adult. <laughs> I do know this. My, I've had healing sessions where it's been confirmed that when I chose this life, 
and I chose this childhood, I didn't have an interest in childhood things, as they say. You know, I was I was ready to jump into the muck of all the problems of the world or my family. And so I didn't lose out on a childhood. It was never one that I intended to have. I was in charge (laughs) of lots of things from when I was little and it shows in my face. But what also shows is comfort in my own skin. I, I don't know why there aren't a lot of pictures of me at that age, but I look at my eyes and I see someone who really felt like she was ready for the world. And that's how I do remember high school as I stepped into high school. I mean, I had the doubts every you know, teenager has, but I did feel like I was ready, that I understood what was important. And I'm happy about that. I'm happy to be able to see that look in my face. And then I'm also happy to, in contrast, see how young my child looks, that she did get to be a baby and a small child and a young person throughout all of middle school, as aware as what she is of the challenges in the world. And as much of an activist as she is at her heart, she is still a child. And there are many things that I question in the journey of being a mom. And I think that's natural to parenthood. But this one, I did write. I did. I kept things in perspective enough that she could experience life as a child. And so there was another gift, right? All those gifts just from the impulse to dismantle some frames. And then another gift arrived as I went to um, take out, there was a, a, like a folio. And when I opened it, a, a photo folio, it was from my father's college. And there were graduation pictures of him. And there was about six of them. And I already had one myself. So there was another six. And so then that really made me laugh because if you open the drawer to our dining room, China cabinet, what you will find is about seven years worth of my children's school pictures, multiple, multiple, multiple copies of them, copies I ordered with the intention of giving them to people and never got around to. Now, my mom was exactly like this. And I just assumed this was something that passed down from her. But seeing that this was my father's pictures as well, I realized that my grandmother, who I never met, but who I felt a close affinity for, was the same way as well. And so look at this, this one little flaw or crazy habit of buying pictures (laughs) and never giving them out was something that I could connect to my grandmother. And I know it was my grandmother because my dad wouldn't have worried about getting pictures to anyone. So all of that, just from one instinct to go clean out a frame, a few frames. And that's how subtle the divine is in getting us to work on behalf of others and our own dreams, right? Our own needs, our own desires. And all we have to do is just slowly and gently follow the instincts we have to do something and not deny them, even if they don't directly tie to what we think we want and need in this moment. My task list right now with both kids, both kids sports ended up going longer than expected because of you know winning certain games and some weather and et cetera, which is fine. But getting them to practices and games longer than usual. Like I said, my daughter's 
in a moving up stage. So there's a moving up ceremony and I've been involved in that work. And then there were a lot of other things going on. If I was going to just practically think about all the things that needed to get done, dismantling those frames wasn't it. But I just felt that pulse, 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 do it, do it, do it. And I thought, what's it going to take a half an hour? And look, look at all the blessings that came out of it. Look at all the connection points, the awareness. And so if you're sitting there and you're feeling like, is there, you know, am I getting signs? Am I getting help? What do I do next? Think about, is there something that's sort of been gnawing at you to get done? It can seem like just a task to get off your task list, but it's just there buzzing around your mind like a fly. If you feel that, follow it because on the other side of that might not just be some mundane task. There might be a lot of magic. And on top of it, you might be ending up being someone else's angel in the process without you even knowing it. Now, I have a few other stories along the same lines that I wanted to throw in there just to maybe drive home the point that sometimes we are someone else's angel without even knowing it. So as I said at the beginning, you know, just people asking questions vulnerably with courage in a community made such a difference for so many. And sometimes we think we know what's going on with another, and that isn't necessarily true. So the other day, I ended up at a coffee shop and a local coffee shop that a woman I know works at. And I haven't gone there a lot throughout the pandemic, just because even going for coffee used to be something where you'd go and you'd sit in the coffee shop and you'd talk. But that since that hasn't been you know possible, it's just not as something I do as frequently. So I ran into this woman I know, and I said, "Oh my goodness, hey, how are you?" And she's gone through you know before the pandemic, she was going through a difficult time. She was going through a divorce. And I had reached out to her a couple of times and hadn't heard back. And it's crazy where our minds go, but part of me thought I had done something to upset her. Now, the more practical and logical part of my mind said, you know, she's busy. She's going through this change, this massive change in her life. Just because she hasn't responded to your text doesn't mean she's mad at you. But I'll be honest, a lot of times my mind goes there when someone doesn't come back to me. I mean, I can do work on it, but my instinct is to think they're mad at me, that I've done something wrong, even though I can't remember what that is. So I see her and I just said, you know, how are you doing? I've been thinking of you. And then she said something to me that, of course, reminded me to not listen to my lizard brain, that part of my brain that tells me no one likes you, you're not enough, you've done something wrong. And she said, hey, I know we haven't talked, but I just want you to know that the posts you put out on social media really make a difference to me. And she said, you know, sometimes, Patty, you might be doing something and think no one's seeing it. And it makes a difference in their day. It's the thing they can look at that gives them hope. And so I just want you to know in case you think it isn't making a difference, just know it is. What an amazing gift she gave me. And she doesn't even know because I was so surprised that she offered that to me in the moment. It was such a contrast to what I had worried was going on that I really couldn't, I would have had to educate her on how crazy my mind had been. (laughs) And really, why would I do that when she's at her place of work? But she has no idea. 
what the gift she gave me. She has no idea. And someday I will make sure she knows it. But she went about her day and she has no idea how she just touched someone and what a difference she made. She showed me, one, don't pay attention to your crazy. And two, there have been times where I've made an effort to put something out on social media, on my personal page, that I sometimes worried, you know, oh, do I sound like a Pollyanna? Do people, are people like rolling their eyes? But there's a part of me that just felt like, yes, I want to share this sentiment. I want to share how I see the world. I want to remind people that people are good and that there is a divine, that there is a universal force, a source of love that is always there for us. And, you know, the right people will see it. And then there she was telling me that that's exactly the truth. And then the final story I want to share is about cards. So recently at the end of our mastermind, I decided to go to the card store and pick out individual cards for each of our members. In the past, I've always used cards that were printed with business logo. I mean, my logo is a mandala, so it's pretty. So I I mean, it's not that I have things looking very businessy, but it's always been something that's been inside the business. But I really wanted something more personal. I went and go, picked out individual cars for each person. And while I was there, I grabbed a couple of extra uh, blank cards, cards with interesting covers on them. And just because I was like, you know, you never know when you're going to need a card. This was my thought. And then over the course of two or three days, I ended up mailing those cards out to different people for different reasons. And two of those people came back to me and said, you have no idea. The day I got that card, I needed it. I needed to hear what you had to say. And I thought, wow, there I was just following one impulse after another, after another, and really not thinking too much about it. It definitely felt like each of those things felt like things that were in the flow, meaning like they were right to do, even though I had a laundry list of things to do for work. I sat down and wrote those cards because they felt like flow, right? I didn't do them because it felt like the right thing to do or I should do them. It felt like flow. And that flow is the divine working through us, right? And I know that feeling. There have been days where I have gotten cards in the mail and exactly the day I got that card, I needed it. And so I just leave you with these stories in the hopes that, like I said, that you understand that the divine is always working through all of us. And first of all, if the divine needs you to intervene on behalf of someone else, the divine will let you know through flow, through inspired action, it will feel easy to do something, even if it seems a little off the beaten path of your day. And when you do get those impulses, follow them because you have no idea how much magic is being worked in the world no idea. And finally, if you've got a hole inside of you, if you've got a piece missing right now, what I want you to know for sure is that someone else out there has the answer. And that I really truly believe we are all working hard to find our way back to the home within ourselves. And that I am sending you much love that that person with that missing piece finds you so that the answer you're looking for lands and you have it, and you know how much you are truly loved. Have a beautiful day. Hey, thanks for listening. If you know someone who needs to hear this message, please share this episode with them. 
And if you're feeling really generous, I'd love for you to leave us a review at your favorite podcast app. It helps us reach many more people and it fills my heart with so much joy when I hear what you have to say about what I've shared. I'm cheering for your success. Have an amazing day. And don't forget, always create space for magic. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.